You're listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast, a show dedicated to breaking down elite sports performance and fitness. My name is Anthony Mercurio, and I've worked with thousands of athletes over the last 15 years of strength and conditioning. And if you're looking for ways to improve your speed, jumping ability, or just overall athleticism, then this is the show for you. Let's get after it. And welcome back to another episode of the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. We are up to episode number 36 today. And what I wanted to talk about a little bit as the fall season is kind of, we're getting to the middle of it and towards the end of some of the fall seasons for our upstate New York fam here. Um, one of the things that has continually come up and go, comes up all the time is injuries, right? And how do we hope to mitigate or reduce the risk of injuries and then how do we handle injuries after the fact unfortunately the last two years we have had multiple athletes two athletes in particular who have um, well two athletes last year and two athletes this year who have torn their ACL all female soccer players and all well I shouldn't say all who've trained with us extensively one who has trained with us uh, for quite a while and two that kind of train with us sporadically and every time an injury like this comes up or happens I can't help but look back and see what we did what we could have done hopefully to kind of mitigate these injuries even more and then the more I realize that some of these injuries are almost completely unpreventable Right? If an athlete is, is in a bad position and another athlete runs through them or they're getting pushed into a, a, a position where their, their leg gets buckled or different things, you know, just sometimes there's just things that are not preventable. And no matter how much we look at it, and I saw a funny meme recently about jump mechanics, and you know, some of my thoughts on training have changed so much over the last four to six years as I work with more and more athletes and I see more and more of kind of like what the norm is for strength and conditioning and you see these jump mechanics or these sprint drills that mimic you know the, the sprint drills mimic track and field and then when you watch athletes run on a field or run for a sport it has not it looks nothing like track and field track and field is very straight it's very controlled it's very uh, confined um, you're not going against an opponent you're running in a straight line or you're running a curved line either way you're not fighting opponents you're not trying to dodge opponents people aren't hitting you and all these different things aren't happening so training for track and field and training for field and court sports has to be very different in terms of speed development on the flip side when we think about jump mechanics, very rarely do athletes jump and land in a very specific way, no matter what sport they play. You know, volleyball, I guess, could be, well, track and field, again, I guess if we use track and field, again, as an example, it's a very controlled environment. When I go to jump in the long jump or jump in a triple jump or jump in the high jump or jump in this, right, other than the triple jump, many of them, you jump and then you land. You jump on a high jump, you land on a mat. You jump off the pole vault, you land on a mat. You jump in a long jump, you land in the sand. Triple jump, you have to do a couple of ground contact times, um, but again, controlled and repeatable choreographed movements. In field and court sports, you may jump off your left leg, jump off your right leg, jump off both legs. Somebody might push you in the air. You might land awkward, land funny, land spin, do all these different things. Uh, so when we're looking at jump mechanics or how do we kind of absorb force from being in the air, again, very different structures and very different things 
when you have to think about it and how are we preparing these athletes for success. Now, I think that injuries as a whole have skyrocketed because a lot of these athletes are doing very repetitive movements and they are not training as much as they should be or taking some time off from uh, their sport in order to recover and rehab and do all that kind of stuff to give their bodies a, a break. The, one of the athletes who, um, who, who tore their ACL, prior, the game prior, um, she came into the gym to do some stuff and she said that she was very tired, very fatigued. She had just played two full games and you had another, so three games in four days. And on the day off, she came into the gym to kind of do some stuff, a little bit of things. So we took it easy. We didn't really push the envelope a little bit because of the fatigue and because of these sorts of things. And come, you know, in, in retrospect, again, it's 2020, we could have like done nothing, you know, advised her not to play in the game or maybe have limited minutes, whatever that might have been. But again, hindsight is always 2020. I guess the moral of the story is that these injuries are, are not preventable. And I'm saying that for as, as a strength coach for myself, too, because, you know, many times we think of like different ways that we could have done or different things that we can do to prevent these. But the best we can do is give our athletes variability in their training and try to mimic what they're going to see in their sport as much as possible. And I think we do a pretty good job of that. And injuries do happen, unfortunately. And for these athletes, you know, having a torn ACL um, as a soccer player is almost par for the course. And unfortunately, it's, it's a longer recovery that kind of sidelines you for quite some time. And the recovery and the rehab is difficult and challenging. Uh, so with that said, you know, when we're doing training, when we're, when we're looking at training, we try to do these things and try to strengthen these positions and these, these postures as much as possible. But I think as athletes and coaches, we get so caught in these, these boxes where, you know, this is jump training or, or jump mechanics training or sprint training or mechanics and mechanics, mechanics, mechanics. But very rarely are we in perfect positions on the field or the court. And uh, another side note, flipping on that with the training, is that athletes have no trouble or parents have no trouble or coaches have no trouble um, kind of making athletes or, or pushing athletes to, to train and play their sport year-round. So there's really no true off-season anymore. Maybe only in collegiate sports do you really truly get an off-season. But these youth athletes and these high school athletes, there is no off-season. So then when do you fit training in? You know, when do you fit the strength training and the things in that will allow you to stay healthy on the field? And many athletes and coaches and parents and all that kind of stuff, they, they kind of push it to the wayside um, because they don't have time, but yet they'll continue to play and beat their bodies up and do these repetitive movements in their specific sport and then wonder why the injuries are so prevalent and these kids are continuing to get injured. I think part of that is we need to take a step back for youth sports, um, move away from playing their sport year-round, and doing these repetitive movements that could potentially cause injury and, and risk of injury, and then also take some time off to actually like rebuild our body or give it a break from the, the pounding that it's taking, and then also rebuild or build stronger uh, some of the support structures that will allow us to continue to, continue to play for a longer period of time. So uh, I think Kevin Carr was on a podcast recently from Mike Bullshit and the Conditioning and talking about how there is no off-season anymore. Athletes are in-season all year round. And it becomes just injury mitigation because we don't really have an opportunity because of nutrition, sleep, stress, and all these different things to really build strength for some of these athletes because of they're so worn down from the stresses of their day-to-day -day with the school 
traveling to sports we have athletes who you know that'll that'll play for their their school sports team drive an hour and a half go practice for their club team drive an hour and a half home getting home at 10 30 11 o'clock at night maybe doing homework maybe doing whatever going to bed past midnight waking up at 6 30 7 a.m for school the next day and that's like a repetitive nature of things and if you're not getting sleep you're not getting proper nutrition and you're beating your body up with that intensity of practice and games, then there's no doubt that injury will shortly follow, okay? I think this is a, a kind of standing on my soapbox here to kind of change the system as a whole, and how can we do that? I think it starts with parents and coaches at these youth levels not taking it, um, you know, so, I guess, uh, so seriously, as many of these athletes are not going to go and play college. Many of these athletes are going to get burnt out. I have, you know, some of these dilemmas with my own young athletes or my own young children. I have a, a fourth grader, nine-year-old, um, who I'm kind of trying to debate on whether or not we should get into some of these, these sports and get into that. But then I look at, you know, some of the older athletes that I work with and some of the things that I've seen, and I've been really hesitant to get her involved in stuff because I don't want it to feel like another burden of things where she has to do. You know, she's already, you know, doing dance and things like that, so I don't want to have to push something else onto her where it takes up her schedule and takes away from being a kid. Stay a kid as long as possible, have fun, train hard, and just make sure to take care of your body for both your performance and your overall health. Until next time. Peace. Hello, all my lovely listeners. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A friendly reminder to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast by giving me some love on your app of choice. You're helping me get the word out to as many people as humanly possible. What that means is that I can invest more time and energy into creating the best podcast for you that revolves around sports performance and human ability. Thanks again for your support, and we'll catch you next time.